Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought as we journey through Matthew's Gospel in the first part of 2021, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's me. Great to see you all. Uh, Welcome. Um, uh, There is hope. Uh, That has been the banner on the side of our church building, as many of you will know. Um, And uh, this week, what we're doing is we're going to spend our time uh, in HTC Daily looking more at the whole subject of hope. And so for today's um, sort of first Bible input on hope, I thought I'd try and give us a biblical definition of hope. And I think the first thing to note is that whereas when sort of the difference between whereas when we talk about hope in everyday language, it is an uncertain future outcome. You know, I hope I pass the exam, but I might not. Uh, I hope she says yes when I ask her to marry me, but she might not. She did, thankfully. Um, I hope I uh, don't get made redundant, but I might. Uh, I hope it's not cancer, but it may be. Uh, You know, hope in everyday language is an uncertain future outcome. But in the Bible, uh, the definition of hope is uh, slightly but crucially different. Uh, There's still the future aspect to hope, but hope in the Bible is not uncertain. The the way the word hope is used is a way that the Bible writer is 100% certain of that future outcome. And uh, the biblical definition of hope that I'd like to propose comes from our Bible passage this morning, which is 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 9. And I'm going to read that now. Um, So Peter writes this. He says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he's given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you haven't seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So let's define hope this morning. It's going to be in three phrases. Uh, And the first bit of the definition is this. Hope is a certain expectation of what will happen in the future. So you see there, we have an inheritance. Verse four, we have an inheritance. It's in the future in heaven. And it is totally certain for all people who are trusting in Jesus, all Christians, all who've been given new birth, as it says in verse three. And just look at what Peter writes in verse four. He says it's an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. So that is about as certain as you can get. It can't be destroyed. It can't be ruined. It can't be obliterated. It can't get smaller or lose its value. And Peter makes this point even more clearly in the second half of verse four and verse five, because in verse four, we're told that this inheritance is kept in heaven for us, that nothing can wipe it out. But verse five then tells us that we are kept for it. So it's it's an amazing picture of future certainty that Peter's drawing. This inheritance, it's kept for us in heaven, but we are also kept for this inheritance. So to sort of give a silly example, it's not much use me knowing that my wallet is in my car if I've lost my keys to get into the car. 
Uh, and in the same way, it's not much use knowing there's an amazing inheritance to be had in heaven for us if we're not sure if we're going to get to heaven. But look at what Peter writes in verse five. He says, you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. And that word shielded there, it actually means kept under God. We, we have an inheritance that's kept in heaven for us. And through faith, you and I, we are kept under God by God's power. And I think this is incredible. The wonder of our hope is that the same power of God that keeps our inheritance in heaven, that same power of God also keeps us for heaven. So hope is a certain expectation of what will happen in the future. Because, here's the second phrase in the definition, because it is guaranteed by what has already happened in the past. Look at verse three. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he's given us new birth into a living hope. How? Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. How have we been given this new birth into a living hope? How can we have this certain expectation of what will happen in the future? Peter tells us it is possible through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. It is because Jesus rose from the dead, this event in the past, that Peter is saying we can now have absolute certainty about, about what will happen in the future if we're in Christ. Jesus has got through death, and that means if we're connected to him by faith, that he can get us through death too, to enjoy our eternal inheritance. So hope, what is it? It is a certain expectation of what will happen in the future, uh, guaranteed as a result of what has happened in the past. And then the third phrase, which impacts how you and I live in the present. Uh, you see, there are huge blessings for us as Christians when we get to heaven, that they're certain, they're guaranteed, but they are in the future too. And Peter says now we may suffer grief in all kinds of trials, just like what was happening for the Christians that Peter was writing to. Peter's reminding us that things might be tough in the present because we don't yet have all, have all the blessing and majesty of being connected to Jesus. We do have some of it now. If you look at verse nine, he says, you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. You are receiving it in the present but we don't have it all now. Now we may have suffering. We may have times of trial. The best is yet to come. Uh, we have lots to look forward to in this life, but it's absolutely nothing compared to what we have to look forward to in heaven. So how should we live in the present? Well, verse six, look at verse six. In all this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. Right now, Though we may suffer grief in all kinds of trials, right now, though this last year it has been tough in all sorts of ways for many of us, if not for all of us, right now, still, verse 6, we can greatly rejoice right now because there is hope. There is hope. His name is Jesus. And one day we will be with him face to face. Let me pray and then I'll hand back to Rory. Lord Jesus, thank you for the certain hope we have for the future. And it's totally certain uh, because you, Jesus, have risen from the dead. And we praise you for uh, the wondrous truth of our future in you and with you. And we thank you that even though uh, for many of us uh, things are uh, tough or things are a struggle or things are difficult in all sorts of different ways at this moment, uh, we thank you that we can be those who greatly rejoice even now because of our certain hope. And we praise you for that. Amen.
on HTC Daily this morning, we prayed that we would have renewed confidence in our certain hope. And we prayed that the certain hope would impact how we live now and that Clapham and all the surrounding communities would come to know Jesus as their certain hope.